The views and opinions expressed on Deliberately Linked are entirely those of the host, who are completely responsible for all show content. These views and opinions are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure in any way any kind of condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or personal practice. Nor is the information presented deemed to be accurate or verifiable. What is up, Deliberately Linked viewers? Lace them up and lock it in. Because on today's show, how you choose to lead is how others will choose to follow. I think sometimes we probably confuse ourselves in thinking that uh, we depict that part. Right. Like, in a sense of it's a forced thing. Where in turn, I guess, I guess you can, I guess you can force people to follow. I mean, mistakenly. Well, I mean, horrible leaders have done it in the past. Heck, Hitler killed you if you didn't follow him. True, arguably, actually, one of the greatest leaders, but at a horrible. uh, Well, (laughs) I think it's on how how you say it. I mean, I don't know if I can call him a greatest. (laughs) He had a he had quite the following. I think it was more of a following out of fear. I don't want to die. Right. so I mean, I guess there is force following, but I think what we want to talk about today is really how do you how do you get people to follow, um, you know, really just from your example set, not not so much being coerced, not so much being ordered. Um, it's really it's really being able to draw the the best out of people and inspiring them, um, really without words. Mm. I think would be the best way I look at it, I like and that. I think that's kind of how we're going to touch on today. Yeah. Um, I think we're coming to this pinnacle. Uh, in society and constantly we're talking about leadership and i know i grew up uh with the philosophy of attitude of re- you know reflects leadership I right. mean, it was constantly preached to us and i think about that and i think we were thinking about that when we came up with this topic and it's like i ultimately want people to be equipped to be the best leaders they can be mm. um and i think what we're going to talk about really is viewed as a weakness where in this turn i think you and i are both viewed as a strength yeah no doubt well obviously mark before we get rocking and rolling with this i think there's one thing that comes to my mind. And I'm going to ask you, what is one thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word convenience? Easy. And that is? Visionary Meals. I love it, bro. Okay, I was putting you on the spot. I <laughs> wanted to hear what came to your mind. Because I knew what came to my yeah, mind. no, it is. That's it, bro. That's it. it. So Visionary Meals, guys, obviously our sponsor for today. That was not, by the way, people, that was not rehearsed. <laughs> I mean. Not at all. He just he, gave me a look and I was like, well, easy. Like, and I was, was like, like, he's got to be talking about Visionary <laughs> Meals, but I didn't want to make it that simple. That is, bro. That, that is. was way too obvious. <laughs> Visionary Meals, guys, a, a convenient service here for you. And yeah. they, they are deliberately linked sponsor for today. And we are very Thankful for that opportunity, guys. Uh, Visionary Meals is a healthy meal prep company based out of based out of Ohio. Again, for those individuals that keep taking tabs and wondering what's coming next from that, especially our outside listeners of our Ohio region, um, shipping is coming. Uh, we our goal is 2020, but it, it, you know we're perfecting it right now, and we just want to make sure it's yeah. perfect before this product gets in your hand because. We don't want you to be disappointed, and we want you to understand the perfection that so many individuals are enjoying at this time. I think it's a great lesson for all of our entrepreneurs to understand. And honestly, I mean, you know, Josh is in a position where he really, really desires this transition. Yeah. But sometimes you do got to slow things down a little bit because yeah. it could be – and this is off topic. It could really be devastating business model mm-hmm. to run something out there and it backfire. And you could right. seriously lose some customers. And once sure. you get a bad reputation, it's harder to change it that. Is. Most people do not, um, after having a bad experience, do not go back again. Correct. Whether it's 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah. I mean, they, they're just done. A true so, first impression is, is not necessarily based off a certain marketing material correct. you saw. It's truly based yeah. off when you get the product in your hand. And, and I, that's like the I, most important that's impression. That's what I'm saying. It's a great example for some entrepreneurs. Sometimes you just got to slow your roll a little yeah. bit make sure it's right. Yeah. Um, because this is big deal. And I mean, we see it all over. I, you know, we see the commercial all the time, the competitors, the visionary meals. And, um, you know, it's funny, they're, they're serving in such a mass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less product care is right. what I've noticed. Yeah, I've um, heard. And they almost don't care if they lose a few here and there because they're selling so much. Yeah. They don't mind. Yeah, that's really not what Visionary Meals is about. You, it's it's literally one hundred percent satisfaction is the goal. Quality you know, quality over quantity. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the most important thing. So if you're an individual, guys, stop making the excuses of oh man, my diet sucks. My diet sucks. Resor- resources are out there, guys. They're convenient, healthy, affordable, ready to eat meals. And if guys. your diet sucks, get rid of your kids because then you probably <laughs> have healthier foods in your house. That's true. That's supposedly the rumor. So VisionaryMeals.com. Again, thank you, Visionary Meals, for being the sponsor for today.
It is not a rumor. There'd be no Oreos in my house if it weren't for you and my children. <laughs> I don't know. I got Oreos, bro. I ain't got kids. I said you and my children. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel you. You have cookies for your dog. True. True yeah. story. True story. Okay. So leadership, guys. Uh, speaking of uh, entrepreneurship and Visionary Meals even and myself being, being the owner of that, um, Mark said it actually before we shot the show. We are all called to be leaders. Yeah. And whether, whether you are an owner of a company, uh, you play on a football team or a softball yeah. team or whatever it is. In life, we're all called to be leaders. But leadership is such a broad topic that, you know, real quick, if, if we get some positive feedback from this show, um, Mark and I have discussed potentially bringing other avenues of leadership. But for today, we want to tr- focus on one specific point of leadership, and that being humility. Well, I think, I think what we want to, I want to say to everybody is I think the, the greatest quality of a leader in our opinion, this yeah. is strictly in our opinion, but from the leaders I've been around, and I've been around leaders all the way from uh, athletics through, you know, as a career as a firefighter, where there's many levels of li- different leadership, all the greatest, and these are people I put my life in their hands, mm-hmm. all the greatest leaders that I've ever been with, have watched, have had, uh, you know, the privilege of uh, mentoring underneath and working for, all carried a very large mast of humility. You're right. Um, and those were the guys that were the easiest to serve for, right. easiest to work for, easiest to sacrifice for. For sure. Um, and I think it's the number one quality, in our opinion, yeah. is humility. Yeah. Um, but, but I think you know, it's crazy is when we were researching this and uh, we were going down this list. I think leadership is always a hot topic. And Josh said it. We we could honestly do uh, show after show after show on different types of leadership, different examples, different areas. I think it's because it's so important to you and I, uh, and we never hide our faith on the show, is because ultimately um, mankind <laughs> is still here because of the ultimate hum- humility uh, in, in leadership, and that was Jesus Christ. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, no, correct. And and you were talking, Mark, you know, being surrounded uh, by, we've all been probably surrounded by leaders that have shown an immense amount of humility. And real quick, the definition of humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. Um, but I also, th- I also thought of uh, an individual, individuals in leadership places where we've seen that they haven't shown an immense amount of humility. And the difference of, you know, psychologically thinking how you maybe view that leader where they walk around like their top dog and yeah. um, they, they don't have that attitude of uh, my people come first. Yeah. And it, they almost walk around and often you will, if you do see this, you see this with people that have done great things. Um, but sometimes... Uh, that will get the best of them, and I and I, I leave you. I want to give you a quote here, and I, if I remember, I had C.S. Lewis. Um, uh, it's one of the most, you know, popular quotes for humility, but it's so good and it speaks volume and truth. And it's, humility is not thinking less of yourself; it is thinking, thinking of yourself yeah. less. Um, and I think we've all heard that, and I, and truly, that just quote coming kept coming back to me, back to me, back to me um, on this topic. And on well, this I mean, when you read the definition. Read the definition of humility again. A, a modest or low view of one's own importance. Yeah. So I think people look at that and that, that instantly they, they hear weakness. Right. Like, oh, that person has a negative view. That's not what they're saying. They're just saying the opposite of thinking too highly of yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think of uh, the Bible, Philippians 2, 3, and this is what they say in there. Uh, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Mm. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, rather downgrade yourself it doesn't say anything it does say don't be you know conceitful Mm -hmm. uh don't be conceited don't have those issues with yourself where you place yourself above or place yourself higher than others but at no point in time does it say downgrade yourself it just says be willing to look and place others as that importance yeah um i think it's so important when we think about leadership you know i always think of this story and you know it's one thing that i guess I'm always kind of tentative about diving into on the show because most people listen to say, is this sports talk radio? No, but I mean, (laughs) Josh and I naturally relate a lot of things to sports. Mm -hmm. I remember as a youth um, growing up in the 90s, the Cowboys were the team. And I'm not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the mind. For sure, America's team. Yeah. But I remember when Jimmy Johnson had led the Cowboys to those, you know, two Super Bowls. They're on fire. You have arguably the best wide receiver, running back, and quarterback in the league. And what happens? He ends up stepping away because Jerry Jones doesn't like that Jimmy Johnson's getting all the credit. And I'm like, that is a prime example of a leader who has it all in his hands. It is your team. You own these guys. Mm -hmm. You get to have your picture taken, unlimited success, 
and ultimately you can't handle it that people are praising this coach right. who's out there drawing up the plays, putting guys in the right spots, doing all these things, and you don't like that he's getting all that credit. Well, now you're not leading with humility. Now you're leading because you want that conceit. You want all that praise. And what's hap- what happens? You get rid of them. You do yeah. win one Super Bowl with Barry Switzer, who used all of Jimmy Johnson's guy, and then, boom, dude, yeah. you haven't really done anything in the playoffs for 20 years. Right. No, that's, <laughs> that's such a good point. I since him. That's what I mean. It's just it's all been downhill with, from with, there. <laughs> on a side note, with an, a stacked team for the past couple Absolutely. years, I mean, best running back in the league. Your offensive line is <laughs> unreal. I mean, it, it shows what happened. <laughs> you then at one point you put yourself above the brand. Yeah, and I think that's where we talk about leadership here. Whether you know we could cover leadership no matter where you're coming from, whether it's from an entrepreneur position, whether you're a young kid right now and you're playing on a sports team, or uh, you know whether you're just leading your own household. Mm-hmm. You know, are you placing yourself above your product? Yeah. Well, we we talk about perspective a lot on this show, Mark, and I yeah. think I think a lot of this topic within leadership, it it all it all stems from your perspective of I guess of your position within. If you walk into your establishment, your yeah. company, your team with, hey, everyone needs to listen what I have to say because I think it's important. These guys are not going to follow. But if you walk in every day with the mindset. To serve and not direct, those you are to lead yeah. will be much more likely to follow what you well, need them to do. Christ said it best. I came to serve, not be served. Exactly. Uh, and if we all had that mindset, obviously we'd get better product. But this is something I tell my kids all the time. You know, I, I, My goal is to raise leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell them I don't raise sheep. That's yeah. not my goal. I don't want followers. I want leaders. Right. I think we all should be raising our children that way. I mean, we're all called to lead. But what I tell them is, is if you lead with humility... That, that right there, it brings you grace. Mm-hmm. And not grace from yourself, grace from those you're leading. Right. Because we're not perfect. Even the greatest leaders mess up. Yeah, no and doubt. And you're going to stumble. I'll tell you how you know when people respect you as a leader is when you mess up, are they there to help lift you up? Correct. Because when they don't respect you as a leader and they don't respect you as a person, they walk right over top yeah. of you and keep moving. Right. No, I mean, I think that's... That's huge. So many leaders nowadays will will walk around and, and because this is almost what's expected of them that they have they have all the answers to. Oh everything. yeah. And and like you said, Mark, is making a mistake. If if you walk around like you have all the answers, making a mistake is going to be a lot more prevalent than if you are just completely humble in the sense like, hey. Guys, I'm here. This is a new category to our yeah. development, our organization. We're all going to learn this together. And, and instead of walking in like, okay, this is a brand new thing, but we're I'm going to walk in like I invented it. Yeah. And, and when you fall short of that, they, they need to be able to turn to you in the sense that like, hey, boss, since you always know the answer, what should we do? Instead of, hey, boss, this isn't working, but what if we take it on this angle and that way you don't handcuff your team, your, your, your employees, your, 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 your family, handcuff them to being, uh, from, to using their imaginations. Well, let me ask you this, Josh, if you, if you're leading and everybody around you assumes you have all the answers, are they going to continue to educate themselves on this subject? Correct. No, yeah. they're like, why would I do that when he exactly. already knows exactly. or she already knows? Yeah. Why would I do that? Right. No, if, if we can go in and say, Hey, we're, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to go from point A to point B, and we're all working on this together. Everybody's going to go in with the same drive. Now, granted, I believe that every room, even amongst leaders, there is a leader because ultimately there has to be that voice. There has to be. There has to be the voice. We always say it in the huddle. There's one voice in the huddle, but I got 11 leaders on the Mm -hmm. field. That's how it works. Um, And I, I just think we get so lost because we assume that as a leader, we have to be this strong, domineering type personality when in reality, humility is a strength because humility makes you relatable. When they look at you and say, okay, none of us are perfect. Right. All of us make mistakes. Oh, you're human. You're yeah. human just like I am. And right. then you can be related to, and then once people can relate to you, then you can get on that same page. Well, when you're, re- when you're relatable, you're approachable. Absolutely. Okay, there's nothing worse than a leader that's that's not approachable. Now, as a leader, don't, don't get us wrong. You need to de- demand a, a a certain level of respect um, because, like Mark said, you are you are called to be the voice. You are called to lead. When when all else hits the fan, um, you need to you need to have that respect to be like, okay, this is what we need to do. 
But if, if you don't allow individuals to see your human characteristics, when, when, when there are questions, when, when someone messes up, they aren't going to, they might not admit to you, yeah. Hey, I, yeah. I messed up because they're so scared of what's going to happen. But if they see that you've made a mistake and you've made it clear amongst everyone else in the room, Hey guys, I made a mistake, but this is what I did to make it right. Yeah. Then they are more likely to come to you and say, Hey, I made a mistake, but this is what I did to make it but right. See, I, I think that's so important when you said, you know, you have to demand this amount of respect and you're right. I think that ultimate, that, that person who's at the top tier, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a mother or father, whether you're a team captain, whatever it is. But that's all in how you lead. Correct. I think that comes in the way in which you lead. Yes. You know, we were talking about types of leaders. And there's, in my mind, there's three categories. There's democratic, autocratic, and the laissez-faire. And when you break those down, respect naturally comes to one. Mm -hmm. And that's the democratic. Because that person is willing to gather information from people that they've empowered, people that have an opinion. And then he makes the best choice based on that. Right. But everybody feels like they were heard. Yes. You know, autocratic, he goes out there and he, he's like a Hitler. Yeah. I'm going to make the rules. It is what it is. And if you don't like it, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. You know? And then you have your laissez-faire guys who they never want to be in that spot anyways. And nine times out of 10, and no offense to anybody, but it's those people who didn't have to earn the leadership role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't have to earn it. So when they get up there, they assume that that role just naturally takes care of itself. Right. And everybody's going to do what they do and they can kind of <laughs> right. do what they do. Well, that's not how it works. Now you just got, you got chaos. Yeah. You know, you're failing. And, and, and autocratic and laissez-faire, there's no respect that goes with those. Mm-hmm. You have fear and you have dislike. Yeah. Where in democratic, respect is naturally earned For sure. over a period of time. For sure. So, Mark, yeah. would you say um, dem- democratic, would, would that allow others to have leadership roles? Absolutely. Well, I mean, saying? we live in a democratic yeah. world. I mean, yeah. well... We live in a world that's labeled democratic. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it might not feel that way. It doesn't always. But Socialism yeah, no, gets tossed around. <laughs> it does. But I mean, ultimately, I think if the American people were to come together, I mean, we could really enforce the democratic vote. But um, And that's, that's, that's what we are. I mean, we're a democracy. Right. Our, my opinion matters as, just as much as the next guy down the street. That's yeah. how it should work. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's kind of my point, Mark. I think it's so important. As, as a leader, you, you appoint other leaders, obviously. And, you delegate, and you, yeah. You delegate that work. And, and I, can, I can definitely speak on that from uh, being a small business owner and the importance of delegating because there are areas that visionary meals, I, I personally can't do as well as others that I have put in that position. Sure. I, I would like to think I'm a great marketer, but I have a marketing girl that does our email stuff. Why? A, because she's really, really good well, at it. Well, you're saying it. You delegate to strength. Exactly. And yeah. Brittany, I shout you out. You're fantastic. I know you're a listener of our show. Thank you for all the great work that you do. Um, Tara, Tara, our chef. Tara is amazing. That's not my kitchen when I walk in there. That is Tara's kitchen. And I make that clear to her because I want to give her ownership that, hey, I might be in charge in this realm, but that doesn't mean I'm here to dictate what you should and what you shouldn't do. Obviously, there are expectations. Well, and that's that level of humility where you you understand that you're leading through an example to where she respects you because she knows your position. This is Vision Meals. This is this is your passion. Right. But what she's done is she's taken her passion and the love of food and creating that yes. and combined it to where there's now there's this mutual respect. But yeah, there's still a tiered system. Yeah. So I mean, and I think a lot of people understand it's a balancing act. It's a fine line. Very so. And you can easily be the too humble, which puts you now into the laissez-faire. Mm-hmm. Respect is out the window, which makes hard conversations difficult. Yeah. But when you keep that fine line, a nice healthy line, where you can have a personal relationship, Correct. and you guys can both combine passions, there is that level of respect. Yeah. Because you're humble enough to respect her talents. Correct. And yet she's humble enough to realize that you allow her talents to be shared exactly. at the forefront. Well said. You know what I mean? That's how it's done. I think a lot of people get lost in that because they assume, man, the minute I give them too much respect or too much affirmation, they're going to take advantage of mm-hmm. me. That's where you need to find that balance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. You said take advantage or, um, and I think it's, you're right, Mark, it's such a fine line and it's something that I truly myself continue to, to work on. Like how, how much do I make it clear to, to our, our kitchen team that, Hey guys, this is, this is your, like, this is yeah. your space. And to where like they, they start taking shortcuts, but you, you brought up a great, great point, Mark, that I, I think we need to come back to, cause it was, you said it so perfectly, um, that, that sh- you talked about shortcuts and as soon as as these individuals, I think it's so important as leaders to to obviously 
not take shortcuts because the individuals that you give this free realm in this free yeah. space of, of ownership, we'll call it, if, if they've seen, for example, guys, let me, let me apply it particularly and specifically to visionary meals. We weigh all of our foods because everything's macro specific. Okay. If Tara, our chef sees Josh, the owner, you know, guys, I can, I can grab a handful of white rice and I can get pretty darn close at what four ounce looks like. Sure. You know, I've done it so many times. I've got it down to a money. But if I just start assuming like, oh, I think that's four ounces and not weighing it. Well, now I'm setting that bad example for someone that has now ownership in our, in, in our kitchen to yeah. do the same thing. Well, it becomes the do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. And, and that's where the line gets skewed. Correct. I mean, if we want to be great leaders, we have to understand that our example is just as important as our words. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be imperative. If, it's, if you, it's everything. If you want people to be their best, then you have to expect your best out of yourself. There's nothing worse than a hypocritical yeah. leader. Well, no. No one likes them. No one respects them. No. Because yeah. you, what do you mean you're telling me to do X, Y, and Z when you, <laughs> I well, saw and, you? And that's when you actually, at that point in time, you move into this autocratic leader mm-hmm. because you, you become this guy who speaks all these things, but at the end of the day, you're going to do whatever you want anyways. Right. No one respects that. Yeah. Then you just look like that shyster, shady character. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that even goes to parents. I mean, parents, we constantly are preaching at our children. And I mean, if you're not, you should be. But I mean, we're constantly preaching our children. But just remember, our children are constantly watching our example. Yeah. You know, I can preach God to my kids all day long. Right. If my kids don't see me following those footsteps, they're like, well, you're just fake. Correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. if they see me preaching at one place and then doing something else somewhere else, right. what example am I setting them? Yeah. And there's many times, you know, I, I openly call myself out in front of my children. Mm. You know, I am a sinner. I messed up here. That's that humility I want them to see because I want them to be, have that confidence that, yeah. you know what, I'm not going to be perfect. Yeah. And we all should have that as leaders. No, for sure. No, I think that, Mark, it, it, it applies obviously so much outside of business as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like, like yeah. Well, we think of leadership and we assume of the, the very traditional roles of leadership. Right. And we seem to exclude the fact that we are all leaders in our own, our own ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even care if you're a nine to fiver and you go and you sit in an office. You're, you're leading leader. somebody. You're so leader. you're leading somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and let's change the word. You're mentoring somebody. Right. You're either mentoring them through a relationship or you're mentoring them through an example. Yeah. That is a leadership role. Now, although I, I do believe we are all called to be leaders, I I I, I think it's prevalent that individuals are called to um, be more um, specific leaders uh, per se. And, yeah, absolutely. Kind of like you were saying, I think that's where you kind of mentally have to step outside of what um, a stereotypical leadership role looks like. And, and that's usually either applied to sports or um, applied to the business corporate world. And, and being, being a leader in your community, I think is another category of that yeah. is um, being able to, um, well, like you said, your family, I would consider that part of your community. So um, having that, those leadership qualities, it's, it's needed everywhere we go. It's yeah. needed everywhere we go and being able to show that humility. And Mark, you, you said it and I think it's, I think it's so beautiful. And I've always, I think I've picked up on it because naturally you act like the, the individuals you hang out with the most. And yeah. obviously I hang out with you a ton. And I, one thing I've always picked up on is you being humble and showing humility in the areas that you fall short in. And you always say, you know, um, you know, I fall short in this category all the time. Well, I, I noticed myself saying that because too based off your leadership to me because it's it is so important to to have that humility um outspokenness well i always think some of the greatest leaders are the greatest followers that's so that's so mark that's beautiful and i yeah i actually i'm so glad you said that because i had this thought a little bit ago and i lost it so i'm going to give you the i'm going to give you the mic back here in a second but <laughs> something I, I'm we both fi- have add i'm so fired up about this topic squirrel it's a, it's a great topic but <laughs> um something where I myself, you know, wish, I, I, I truly wish I had more of is, and, and you don't ne- necessarily get this as, as an entrepreneur, especially, especially in your own company, is I don't really always have a, a leader to lead me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we've talked about mentors and, and yeah. things like that, and you have to go out and seek those. But that's not a daily thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I tell Ashley all the time, she's, well, she'll be like, well, you're your own boss or, or well, this or that. And I was just like, I wish more than anything I had a boss. I yeah. wish I had someone to, to, to just learn keep you from. in check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, did you think about this? They'll hold me accountable. Yeah. Ex- well, you're looking at it like you're a leader on the football field all, for most of your life. Right. But when you went to sideline, there's always a D coordinator or a linebacker's <laughs> yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah. And and as and I think there's a lot of listeners probably that maybe solely do run their own business and not having that leadership, guys. Yeah, th- there are mentors that you have to put in place, but. This is, this is why this is such an important topic and, and truly to take note of, you know, some of the things Mark and I are saying, 
because if you don't have a if you don't have a leader that you report to on a day to day basis, this can be a very challenging topic. Well, and you can get really out of shape real quick. It's your leadership very... your leadership skills get way out of whack real fast. Right. I mean, I I was very fortunate. I worked with a wonderful man named David Rogenkamp. He was a captain. Uh, and, and in the same firehouse, we had uh, Lieutenant Steve Kearns, and I love them both dearly, like family. Um, you know, and I always think of it this way. Those two guys, they never had to get on a medic. And for those of you who aren't fire in the fire service, most people didn't want to ride the medic. It's the busiest truck. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're going, going, going nonstop, and you're dealing with a lot of BS for the most part, especially where I worked. Um, but these two guys would come down on the truck. Now, granted, yeah. you, you realize these guys got bugles on their collars. We do not. And yet they go and they take the subsidiary role and we're, we're, the, we're the lead guy on the box that day. Right. I'm not telling my officer what to do. <laughs> I'm not telling him, no, I don't want you doing that. I want you doing this. Okay. But these, those guys, they were able to humble themselves and say, hey, I want to come down. I still need to refresh myself. But I realize this is, you're the expert in this mm, box because yeah. you do this regularly. Yeah. I'm down here sharpening my skills. They would humble themselves and say, yeah, hey, lead me, guide me, tell me what you want, what do you expect, how do we do this now? That's how it worked. Yeah. And then literally 12 hours later, it'll flip, and I'm on either the engine or the ladder, and I'm the subsidiary guy, and I'm saying, hey, Cap, tell me what you want on this run. Right. Hey, Lou, what do you want on this run? Yeah. That's how it works, though. The, I'm telling you, some of the greatest leaders I know, and I can think of a lot of them, were also the best followers. Mm -hmm. Because they knew when to take a step back and say, my strengths have been here, they may have been where you were at one point in time, but right now where I'm at, these are my strengths. So I will bow to your strength in this area at this point in time. Yeah. And that does, it's not a weakness not in anywhere. All. What it turns into is strength For because sure. iron sharpens iron. Correct. Yeah. No, Mark, I think, um, first off, that's being able to, like you said, stay in your own wheelhouse yeah. is so important. And, and, and having that capability of taking off one hat and maybe putting on another, and that's where you truly see some really good qualities of a leader. And I, and I think it really comes down to, as, as a leader, especially a, a humble leader, it's important to continually to recognize you're not the smartest one in the room, guys. Oh, and, well, and I mean, if you, if you think you are, you're... <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> if you think you are, you got more problems. Chances than, are you're making a fool of yourself. Stop thinking you're the smartest one yeah. in the room. Like, I don't care who has what kind of education. I don't care who has what kind of diploma. All right? The second that you st start thinking you're the smartest one in the room is the second you start stepping in other individuals' wheelhouses Wait. when they need you to lead. You'll like this because this makes me think of 1 Timothy 4.12. Let no one despise you for your youth. That's how it starts. Let no one despise you, you for, for your, your youth. youth. Okay. And I think so many times there's a lot of leaders who instantly discount inexperience. Mm -hmm. And sometimes leadership does not come from experience. Correct. It comes from fresh new ideas. Yeah. It comes from a fresh set of eyes. So, it comes from a fresh way of thinking. And you discount it because you're like, dude, I've been doing this a lot, lot, lot longer. I'm way smarter than you. Yeah. Well, you might have the business savviness of it, but this person's coming with a brand new perspective. Yeah. And you should have the humility to say, let me hear you out because this might be good. Well, before you finish that verse, Mark, and you know all about this when, and now I'm going to speak highly of my wife, Ashley, here, when, when this is a prime example of when she first worked for this local bank, yeah. she was brought into uh, one, of the, one of the branches as a branch manager. And she is this 24, 25, 24-year-old walking into a branch of literally her oldest person was 70-some years old. Yeah. Right. And, and those individuals at first, like having this kickback of like, whoa, 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 who's this young chick thinking she's going to like tell us what to do. And, 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 and we've been doing it for this long for the, it, what, what we have found long story short is that, that branch, it was so stale and, and she brought in these new ideas and this, this youthfulness and this excitement. And they eventually, it, it took a minute, I'll be honest, but they eventually caught fire of, of what she and was young preaching. talk minute is a long time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, so it continue does. It's, though, brother. It's a new perspective, but I like how it goes on. So he says, let no one despise you for your youth. It says, but set believers an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, mm. and purity. And I mean, I love it there because what Timothy's telling us is, is, look, man, don't discount this. In turn, accept it, be open to it, yeah. and do it in this way. Yeah. Because what happens is, is once you empower that person, it's like a gift. <laughs> it's no. like a gift. You just empowered those people, and you're thinking, well, if I humble myself, they're going to look lesser than me. No, they're not. They're actually going to look more of you right. because they're like, oh, I, I respect you for, for having sure. this outlook. Yeah. 
That's how that works. It, it, and it, the, the, the empowerment, Mark, of, yeah. of that action. And I, and I think of, um, Stephen, you're also a listener of our show, and I shout you out, buddy. Great teeth. Uh, I, <laughs> I, work, I, I recently you know, worked close, closely aside of Stephen in our shipping uh, logistics department. And, and I, I, I just sat him down the other day and was, A, just telling him how thankful I am for him and, and all the great work he's done. And we, we were talking about the future plans, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And, and I stopped him, and I, I said, Stephen, like, you are such a vital aspect to this, to, to this you know, role in this company. Because I told him, I was like, Stephen you are smarter than me. He is. He is smarter than me. And I, and I just applauded him on, on A, being so um, patient and, 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 and walking in every day with so much passion and drive of this, of this business that we are creating together. And, and it's so important, guys, to, as the owner, I'm telling someone that, hey, you are smarter than me. Yeah. Like, how often does your, your boss walk into your cubicle and said, hey, so-and-so, you're smarter than me. Like, that it happens. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but it's so important to be able to show that humility to you. Well, Stephen, be thankful because he never does that with me. <laughs> That's um, not true. I did it no, like two I, weeks ago. <laughs> I think I think what's I think what is so uh, important for people to understand is is and this goes back to a book. If anybody's looking for a good read, it's called Visioneering uh, by Andy Stanley. This really goes into this wheelhouse because I don't think Stephen would have ever envisioned this for himself. Right. But what he did is he found a passion. Correct. And the passion may not necessarily be visionary meals as much as the passion is the service of visionary meals. Correct. And that's where he's passionate about that. Yeah. And some people don't understand that. Right. Um, but it also takes a un- another unique individual who understands passion yeah. to recognize passion and then welcome it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could easily crush him. He could have easily came to you because you guys are childhood best friends. Right. And say, hey, Steven, no, I don't want to ruin our relationship. But what you saw was passion. Correct. And you're like, okay, we can function in this passion world together. Together, here's the line. Yeah. Well, recognizing you you win with people, Mark. Well, you it, do. It, I mean, even the greatest leaders will tell you, you want to be the greatest leader, you got to surround yourself with the greatest yeah. leaders. And it's important to have that emotional intelligence of of where you fall short and having that self-awareness where you're weak. Well, how many of the greatest coaches at any level in any sport that you see, if someone is considered the greatest coach, the next thing that falls under them is what they call the coaching tree. Mm-hmm. And you see all these other coaches that worked underneath them yeah. who then went on to be great coaches. Right. Well, yeah, because eventually, and they say, well, this person made all them. Not necessarily. He yeah. guided them and they helped make him the best. Yeah. And in turn, he helped make them their best. Correct. It's really a give give. It is. At the end of the day, though, there's that one titled spot. This person is obviously the leader. We mm-hmm. get that. But within the relationship, there's the empowerment of all our leaders. Correct. If you're if you're able to detach yourself from the enti- that entitlement, absolutely, it, it it is a title, and it's a it can be it can be a very powerful title, and there's times to use that power, and there's times to not. But if you're able to detach yourself, that you are the boss, that you, you know you make the calls, yeah. Your organization, I promise you guys, your company. If if you give the individuals feeling that they have ownership into what they're doing, whether they have ownership or not, whether you can snap your fingers and they can be out the door, that's besides the point. Yeah. It's besides the point. Letting them feel that, hey, I matter, and hey, my opinion matters, and hey, I bring a quality to this company. I'm not just another uh, two legs and two arms. That's like me allowing you to be the host and me, air quote, the co-host. Get out of here. <laughs> I Get don't mind. Yeah, I well, feel empowered. We all, everyone knows Mark is the host. No, I, I, think, I think it's super important for people not to attach humility mm-hmm. and the act of being humble as a weakness. It's not a weakness. It's actually a really... Really powerful strength. Yeah. Um, And I think most people respect that about individuals. Uh, They see it. They want that. Right. Okay. They want to know how to be that. Yeah. Um, Because most of us come from a background of drive, 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 be the best, be the best, be the best, be the best. And we're we're really kind of formulated in this science lab of, you know, confidence and conceitedness and and then, you know, really vain, this mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when we get to the top, you know, we're like, okay, what do we do with that now? No one likes that person. Right. No, where in turn, it's like if you come up with that just humility and realize that I'm only my best when the, I surround myself with the best. And this goes back to what we preach all the time. Show me your friends and show your future. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? If you surround yourself that way, you in turn are going to really uh, gain from all the side effects of those relationships. Mm-hmm. No, I, no. And that's that's perfect about obviously who you surround yourself with and and with that you know mark you you brought up the word you know being conceited and it's easy and we've said it already it's easy to walk around with a a big head or a a, 
you know, puffed out chest of, oh, look at look what my company's doing. Look what we've done. Yeah. And, and and forgetting all the individuals that yeah. brought you there. And and I've 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 caught myself telling uh, my wife and maybe just a time of frustration when we got in a, a, a baby argument or something and I'll get ahead of myself yeah. and I'll, and I'll say things like, because I'm doing this and because I, I have my plate so full and because I'm out trying to, to grow this. And, and I, I stop myself every time and I'm like, I'm wrong. It's, it's we, and, and, yeah. and, and in that, and in that topic, guys, the humility of being able, you ask, any of our sponsors, you ask any of our team members at Visionary Meals, um, when when I either meet with them one on one or we have a have a team meeting and and they are and, and I apologize this being so much about Visionary Meals and myself it no, just, just applies good, it's, yeah, it applies very... so heavily in my life but so many individuals will will be like you know Josh when you do this or and or Josh this and that and, and every single I don't, I'll stop the mid sentence we 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 because making them again that ownership and and taking that i i I know it's if you go to my lawyer it josh's name is on is on the owner of this company but that is not that that is not the point of this company and that is the whole purpose of when you go look on our social media page and you pull up a picture and if i happen to be in it naturally i'm going to be the face of the company that's just there's a side where you have to take ownership in, in a role like that. But if you go, I don't tag myself to go to my personal page because it's not about me. Okay. I just happen to be the face, but having that, having that know, that know-how of, of when you are in, 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 in a setting with your people. Okay. I don't care what, I don't care if it's your family. I don't care if you do construction. All right. If you, and I know there, it's such an old saying. It's so cheesy, but there is There's no the I, I in team. team. You know what I mean? You you eliminate that I and you make it a we thing. People are going to get fired up to go work for what they believe in and not get fired up to go work for you. I even think, I mean, like I said, that's that's why I say this is greater than, you know, just business because I think of marriages. Okay. I mean, I, I think of husbands. I mean, we, we so much long for the respect of our wives. Right. Um, but that's where I think being able to be that in-home leader with humility you're going to garner her respect. You're going to gain all that. Uh, no different than wives. I mean, wives want to be loved and respected by their husbands. It's all part of that. Are, are we working for the same goal? Are we willing to admit when we're wrong? Are we willing to sometimes, and I know like it's like even in my life, you know, my wife just went to college for two and a half years. I was picking up the majority of all the load yeah. so she could focus on her. That's not something I ever held over her head. Right. I knew this was my time to sacrifice while she was sacrificing. Yeah. And, That's a you good know, point, Mark. I mean, it's, it's, so it even relates to those relationships of these leaders in, in the families and how that works in the families. I mean, my, my children, you know, they all were firsthand witness of all that. Yeah. They saw what that sacrifice means. I was able to humble myself and do things that I'd never done before. Um, and I would always explain to them this, what mom is doing looks like a very selfish act, but in turn, it's not, it's, it's, she's sacrificing right now, going back to school in her thirties to better, not just herself, but the whole entire family. Correct. Um, so the kids got to see that there's different ways of viewing leadership. I just think we get so tunnel visioned Mm -hmm. on what, uh, you know, really modern world tells us leadership is, and it's really not. I mean, it's, it really comes down to these examples we're setting the way in which we're leading, what type of leaders we're being, where we're not only where are we getting our information but how are you utilizing yeah. that information? And that doesn't mean it's easy, though, Mark. I mean, oh no, it's horrible. I, I, I remember, hated it. I remember how how it was a struggle for you. I mean, you would come to me and you would just kind of vent to me, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, let it out, bro. Yeah. And it, it, and that's okay, though. There's nothing. Well, no, there's wrong frustrations that. that come with any type of sacrifice. Like, yeah, and yeah. but like, but that that truly, I remember that season of life yeah. because hey, it wasn't too long ago, but that was and that was a sacrifice for you. Yeah. And, and but doesn't mean, you know, just because you're the man of the house per se, just we're speaking of the males, um, doesn't mean, I mean, at times you are called to be the leader, um, but with, with your wife, with Heather, um, oh, there, there's there, many there t- are times there's, she is also called to be the There's many times I let her take the lead. Yeah, I'm, I shouldn't even put it that way. There's many times she takes the lead and I follow. Yeah. Um, now, I'm it, a little old school. I think men should definitely take control of their home. Well, um, no, I, now don't get me wrong. Men... From my standpoint, we are biblically put in that position as the leader of the household. Right. That doesn't mean our wives aren't leaders. Correct. There's been many situations where my wife takes the lead and I support her. I become her supporting yeah. cast. 
Um, but is but biblically speaking, we were placed on this earth to lead together, and men were placed in that head of the household area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and people may listen to this and say, well, you guys are misogynistic buttholes. <laughs> no, that's not true. What yeah. I'm saying is, is there's different responsibilities, mm-hmm. and I take that very seriously. No, no different than I know my wife takes her position as a leader in the family very seriously. Yeah. Um, it's just those are the strengths in which we're called to have. I mean. We, Guys, this is a whole other podcast for another day. We were designed with purposes. And I don't mean with purposes and how not only are we going to go out and affect the world, but purposes in our actual DNA makeup as men and women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it can be a very controversial topic, especially amongst, today's, and yeah. amongst women today when yeah. they hear they have to be submissive to but, the man. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you what, I'm raising two girls right now and there ain't nobody that's met my daughters that would not say that I have not right. raised very independent leader women. Right. They're very strong. Correct. And that's what I want them to be because mm-hmm. uh, the world needs strong women. Yeah. We don't, I tell them all the time, I, you, I, nobody really ultimately respects a pushover, whether you're a boy or a girl. Yeah. And I wasn't going to raise my daughters to be the, those that bow down to the men. Wasn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my 16-year-old, I'd, if I had to pick a, someone to fight out of my kids in a back alley, I'm taking mm-hmm. the 16-year-old girl over the boys. Right. Um, because she's just, she's a, she's a wildcat. For sure. But she's been raised that way. Yeah. She's a leader. Yeah, no, and I think... Um Mark, there, there, there's, there's no often open containers in the studio from here on out. We yeah, almost lost our did you audio. See that? We almost dropped everything. Um, <laughs> uh, lost my train of thought. There. That was good. That was like a duo catch. That was nice. That was hot. Um, super hot. But anyways, um, guys, okay, real quick, just kind of as we kind of come to a conclusion of this show before our Would You Rathers, um, I, I think a, a common um, angle to, to kind of look at this from is like, yeah, that's a lot of great stuff, but you know, how, how do I apply this? And I, and I don't think there's one answer how to start applying this in your, in your life if you think this is an area that you fall short on. Number one, I think it's overly important to walk in with the attitude of, of well, I wear it on my wrist every day of I am yeah, second, yeah. okay? And, and not walking in, it, it, it comes down to, like Mark said, that, that servant attitude. So walking into your establishment, your household, your locker room with how can I serve the individuals around me, but also having that leadership quality. Serving doesn't always mean being completely submissive because if you're completely submissive, they're, they're, people aren't going to be held accountable. And as the leader, your is your job to hold them accountable. But, but one thing that um, I, I, I extremely value, and it's something that we uh, are slowly implementing it just with my entrepreneur endeavors um, in, in different areas. And I know it's, it's not, it's, I'm not the first to think of it. Others have done, have done this, but it's on the, it's on the topic of evaluations and, and every organization in, in business that I know constant evaluation does, yeah. does evaluations. And Mark actually just said the word guys, constant evaluations. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to my point of you are always being evaluated. Yeah. And that's something that if you can walk in with that mindset, like Mark said, it, it not what I say, do what I do or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, people always go, I mean, the comment is, is do what I say, not what I do. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I'm actually going to flip it. I think it's also do important. as I do, not as I exactly, say. Exactly. Yeah. To, to, to obviously everyone heard lead by example. So um, constant evaluations, you're always evaluating your team, but something that I think that all of us could probably implement inside our workplace. I'm going to say this, ponder on, ponder on it, think about it. Um, but having those evaluations done in yourself, and, and Mark used a really good word earlier in the show of creating relationships. Obviously, this comes with relationships that you create with these individuals, but having them, sitting them aside and be like, hey, where, where can I be better? Or where have I fallen short? Or what, what, maybe that, what have I done that you maybe don't like? Now, I'm not saying everything they're going to say. I mean, some of it's going to be like, well, it's too bad. That's just the way sure. it is. Uh, what do you mean I have to show up five minutes early to my that doesn't What well, doesn't mean every relationship is going to be right. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. And, but I think if you are able to sit them aside and, again, show that humility and allow yourself to be vulnerable, all right, those are the times where you're able to grow as much. And if you give them the opportunity, because some individuals are introverted individuals where they might not want to share maybe what they think. But if you open up the door and said, hey, so-and-so, well, so, where can I, I be mean, better? Get comfortable being uncomfortable. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but I, I, think, I think this is what it comes down to. If you're asking yourself, okay, this is something I'm interested in. I don't know how to do it. Number one, there's so much educational material out there on how to do it. Number two, this is very simple. What is your focus and what is your perspective? Mm-hmm. The people that you're working with, you're working around, you're working beside, how do you view them? Right. Yeah. Okay. Are they numbers? Are they dollar signs? 
Um, do you view them as subordinates? How do you view them? Change your perspective and change your focus. And you can easily do that um, and train your mind and how you look upon these people. Mm. If you find yourself being the domineering individual who's very judgmental and you're holding people to a higher standard, change your viewpoint and change yeah. your outlook. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's where it all starts. Right. Because if you can look at them as human beings and you can look at them with the understanding and you can look at them through a lens of grace, right. then you can look at them and naturally humility comes with it. Because a lot of times you can say to yourself, I've been there. Yeah. I understand. For sure. I understand we have highs, we have lows. You also then will understand how to motivate them. Yeah. Um, because you know what motivates yourself. For sure. Um, so I think that's the number one easiest way of doing it if you don't want to go and educate yourself is really check your focus and check your perspective on the people you're working with. Mark, I think that's beautiful by changing your perspective. That's yeah. so well said because oftentimes, guys, I think the, sometimes the best way to do it is to learn to be an active listener. Yeah. Most people are going to tell you something without saying it. The best communicators are the best listeners. Exactly. So um, it happens all the time, again, in, in our house, where, or at least in the kitchen. Um, our, our chef will, will say something, and, and, and being able to recognize, oh, you – you need you need X product material. What are the words within the words? Correct. Being yeah. being able to read through the lines. Yeah. So. And I mean, it's the same way. I know my wife and I. We approach each other. I mean, we approach each other through the lenses of each other, um, and that's how you're able to do it from a humility standpoint. Right. I mean, Heather to this day is still the worst apologizer in the in probably the history of the <laughs> world. Um, she self admittedly would tell you that, but I I I understand understanding that. I can go into her with an amount of grace knowing that and knowing that sometimes my leadership role is to humbly approach her even when chances it may not be my position, yeah. but I know that's what she needs. Mm. I know that I'm going to help her with that gateway into that. For, and it's not for me. It's for her so she can heal. Um, forgiveness is usually not for the person receiving it. It's for the person giving it. For sure. Um, so it's just a way to look at it. I mean, think about your perspective and your focus. And uh, yeah, I think you'll see some better results. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we all can be better leaders. It's an area that we can all work on. And, and, and it's guys, a topic we could talk on a thousand times. And guys, I, mean. I, I really don't think this is going to be the last time that you, you hear about leadership. And I encourage, you know, if you guys enjoyed this talk, if you guys enjoyed this topic, reach out, reach out to us, guys, if there's yeah. another area. Um, I mean, Mark and I, we're not, we're not know-it-alls. Um, but I don't know. I know very we, little. Uh, a, we, we all, I mean, we both have been, we have our experiences like we all yeah. do. Um, and we'd just love to bring you guys a different angle or perspective. Um, but, but moving, you know, again, going to lighten things up a little bit, my brother. Um, I think we come back to our would you rathers. Yeah. Um, I received about eight different would you rathers from individuals nice. via Instagram. Um, unfortunately, um, about five of them were probably way too inappropriate. That's the problem I keep running. It's every single one that like someone brings to me. I'm like, mm. yeah. So uh, we appreciate you guys reaching out with some of those. Um, let's let's call it PG 13 because I think I got like rated X. Is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> um, I was like, you said what with your what? <laughs> so, um, but I do have a would you rather, and it's definitely not. Um, sexual or gross in any facet of this but it's kind of interesting it made me uh at least pause and think um would uh think about the whole spectrum of this question brother would you rather would you rather only eat food that someone else has chewed or would you rather only eat raw food (sighs) that is so tough you got to survive out here it's hard out here in the street who's chewing the food Ooh, okay, good question. Um, not your wife. Dang it. Um, someone. For you, it's a male. It's a male. A male is chewing. I'm your eating food. raw food. I'm, raw I'm food. I'm taking huh? raw food. Okay. You know why? Because I know be... there are people that actually live on that diet. Yeah, I've like read that. Vegan and yeah, like they basically do that. just going. You're going to be a vegan. Um, so I I would probably have to go with raw food too. Oh my, yeah. I don't know if my wife was chewing it. I don't know. I might be into it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, um, yeah, that's that's gross regardless. Do you do you have a would you rather? Yeah, did we do the jail one? No, I don't think we did. <laughs> well, a lot of the ones that I always get sent are very inappropriate. Um, my kids offer the very inappropriate ones. I can't say that. Um, I raised you better. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They just find them funny. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes they just want to hear me say it, which I'm not going to. It's like playing... 
parts of humanity with your grandma. Um, <laughs> would you bad. rather go to jail for a year, or would you rather use a lose a year off your life? Ooh. Would I rather go to jail for a, a year, year, or would you rather lose. take a year off your life? Any specifics on what might happen in jail, or it's just kind of a no? It's jail. It's free for all. It's, it's the normal experience. Soap on a rope, bro. I'm going to jail for a year, bro. I said the same thing. Heck yeah. Do you know why? Why? I was like, I think I could do something cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I, mean, I actually think of a very close friend. I'm not going to name any names. Went to jail, and it's actually really, really helped his message. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you could come out with some sweet books. Yeah. Uh, you could talk about it on the pod. You could. It would be such a great time, like a year worth of just like educating yourself. Like I'd be, I'd be telling the jail guards, like, "Yo, bring me that rack of books. I'm gonna read yeah. them all." Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. I've always wanted to kill someone, so if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it in jail. <laughs> I think you'd be there for more than a year, though. <laughs> do they still get in trouble if you're already in jail? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can't just go to jail and kill somebody. <laughs> I, I thought that was like, "Hey, you're already no, in jail." No, no. <laughs> it's, it's like that's like a it. whole another trial and everything. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can obviously um, tell never been to jail over here. So yeah. no, I mean, no, I yeah. think honestly, I think it's one of those deals. Like you're probably not going to enjoy it while you're there. Yeah. But I honestly think it can have a positive outcome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all how you look at it, bro. Perspective. Yeah. And I've always kind of, I've always wanted a tat. So what better than a freaking prison, some ink, bro. Yeah. That and hep C. It's yeah, great. Yeah. Who doesn't want hep C? They got it all. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Good one. Good. <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah. What are your guys' would you rather's? Um, would you rather send us ones we can say online or say say on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that's good stuff. Yeah, it can't be too derogatory, and if it is, it's got to be like hidden. Yeah, because there's a few that I'm contemplating on that we got sent, and I'm like, how can I at least tweak this to make it a little bit more appropriate? Yeah. How can we um, twerk that to make it a little more twerk, appropriate? Twerk, twerk. Speaking yeah. of that, I'm gonna have to twerk out soon. Hey, I'm gonna close with you guys on this topic. A good leader leads from above. A great leader leads from within. Mm. Okay, that's from uh, M.D. Arnold. He's a scientist slash author. Leads from above. A great leader leads from within. I yeah. like that. Don't be a good leader. Be a great leader. Mm. Good stuff, guys. Well, again, delivery link, guys. I, we appreciate you all. Uh, the feedback has been, you know, very positive. Uh, we thank you for that. Although we do know we fall short in a lot of categories, guys. But we appreciate you all staying with us and growing with us. The, the platform is growing. We we get more and more listeners. If you are a listener, guys, do us a huge favor and hit that subscribe button. Okay, don't be a podcast whore. Hit that subscribe button. Show us some love. Um, that way, we know that you guys are loving our content, and we can keep bringing you guys more yeah. fire. Um, and we're eventually gonna, like we've said, we got some guests lined up. Um, Josh is busy right now for the Arnold Classic season. That's right around the corner. So absolutely. Um, but we're gonna if get. If you that are rock going to the Arnold, check out uh, Visionary Meals. Have a concession stand there this right. year. So yeah, come grab a meal from us. Yeah. So okay, guys. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, keep being those leaders that we're all called to be, and have a good one. Yeah.